0: Um, okay, on to now. Uh, we'll be talking about John Farr, and um, uh, we're going to keep talking about that as we go through. But today, I want to just kind of fit that into where we've been and where we're going. And just fit into the vision and where we've come from and where we're heading and kind of put that into context, as it were. Uh, remind you and show you how it's developing as we go forward. I believe it's clear to me we're in a a different time, a a time of transition. Uh, I believe that we're entering this new era in different ways uh, and it's also a very exciting time. Um, And of course it's fine, I might see it and and as a leadership team we might see it but really unless we all see it we're not really going to move forward together in it. So hopefully in the sharing of it you can kind of uh, grasp it and feel it, and we can keep talking about it and, and see where we go. Um, so this is where um, it all started, Ephesians 411 to 16. And he himself gave some of the apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, the work of mystery, for the edifying of the body of Christ, so we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, the perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we shall no longer be children. Tossed were carried about with a wind of doctrine by trickery of men in the cunning practice of deceitful plot. But, speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things to him who is the head Christ, from the whole body joined and by whatever it applies, because the effect of working by which every part does it share causes growth of the body for the edifying itself in love. And this was the vision that got passed down to Paul from Britain, and got passed down to me, and has found its place in my heart, its little lighter around room, because we wanted to make it clear that this is what we are about. They are our heritage. Um, and they are our history, but they're also our future. Because um, I guess over the years, especially these values, has changed. And that's right. Their standpoints, their places you stand from sets a direction. But also the basis for doing where our focus is. So we'll always be about all the things that are random. But at different times and different ways, some things may highlight more than others, because as you go through, that's what happens. But these things are the foundation of where we're at. And I just want to highlight, uh, I'm not going to go through all eight, but I want to highlight a few of where we find ourselves right now. And then I'm going to talk about what that looks like in terms of a couple of different things that we can do as we move forward. Uh, so first of all, uh, gifts given. God gave gifts, and Paul in this like, specific gifts that God's given to the church. Uh, there are some people who are gifts to the church, and this people have specific functions that they build the church, apostle, pastor, prophet, teacher, And, just, and that's wonderful, uh, but that's only a very few people uh, what you might call as grace gifts, but it doesn't mean everyone else isn't a gift. It just means they're not one of those gifts. Because truth is, every one of you, is a gift, God. But like any gift, it has to be given and it has to be received. It has to be offered and it has to be accepted. And so, yes, there's gifts given, Apostle. Yes, that, that's all true and that's all still important and I still believe in all that. But at the same time, you are a gift. You were all a gift to this family. Now, you might not be a gift that stands up here and does this, but that doesn't mean to say you are not a gift. And I want us to start thinking as we go through this year, what it means to give the gift that we are. What does it mean to give the gift that we are? And, and, and this is not necessarily about doing things. We get so caught up in, oh, that means I can play my guitar. No, it's much bigger and deeper than that. It might involve you playing the guitar, it might not, but, but we're not, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about giving and receiving, giving the gift that we are, and learning to receive the gifts that are around us. Because this whole vision, this whole house is. is, Why have I put not in there? Okay, now I've just had to reread it because that didn't make any sense to me. This vision is. It says it's not about giving and receiving. That doesn't make sense. It is about giving and receiving. That's why I was double reading it. This vision is about giving and receiving because, of course, that's how good relationships work. No healthy relationship is based on you just doing all the giving or you doing all the receiving. That's not healthy. And so, it has to be something bigger than just a giving or, or just a receiving. There's got to be a sharing to and from each other. And so, one of the things that we um, are going to just keep highlighting and encouraging all the time is that you are a gift to this body and you are surrounded by gifts. You are a gift and you are surrounded by gifts. And I'm going to keep talking about it as we, as we go on later on. But every gift has to be first given and then it must be received, it has to be offered. And then it has to be accepted. So, gifts given. Okay, we're going to skip over a quick and go on to edifying. Edifying means being encouraged, being built up, because we believe it's good to encourage one another. But we also believe that that can happen all the time through each other. It's not just my job to encourage and build up. It's all our jobs to encourage and build up. It's all our jobs to, to share together, to encourage one another, to say, hey, come on, hey, well done, hey, let's do this, hey, let's do that. The key thing is that as Paul... Always said. He he always just said, tell me what you can do, not what you can't do. Tell me what you do have, not what you don't have. And tell me where you can go, not where you can't go. And it's still true. That's what we want to hear from each other, isn't it? We want to hear that from each other. Okay, well, tell me what I can do. Tell me where I can go. I've got everybody else around me telling me what I can't do and what I ain't got. That's not difficult. But I do need people around me who are going to tell me what I do have and what I can do and where I can go. And also people who tell me where I have been. Because a lot of time we get so focused on where we've not gone, we forget about where we've been. A lot of the time I find myself um, just reorientating people towards where they've come from rather than where they're not. And a lot of the time when, when we're talking with people, a lot of it is just based on, but look how far you've come. Look what you've done this year that you didn't do last year. Look what you're thinking now. Look at all these things. That's what it means to edify and to encourage to just point out what we do have and what we can do and where we can go. And of course, one of the points we're going to s- scoot around to maturity, because it's God's desire that we mature, that we grow up in all things in him, that in everything we grow up into him. And, and to mature for me means to learn and love one another to greater and greater depths. That is maturity, the ability to love one another to greater depths. Anything else is too old to get you there. Anything else that you learn, anything else you know, any Bible study, any prayer, all that sort of stuff, they are tools to get you, hopefully, to learn to love yourself and Jesus and each other better. That's the whole point of it. But maturity is also learning to live in an ever-deeper place of vulnerability and openness. Because maturity is also the journey towards authenticity. The psychologist J.B. Peterson wrote this, if you will not reveal yourself to others, You cannot reveal yourself to yourself. If you will not reveal yourself to others, you cannot reveal yourself to yourself. That does not only mean that you suppress who you are, although it does mean that. It means that so much of what you could be will never be forced by necessity to come forward. And he continues in the book by explaining this is true both conceptually and biologically. Because when you choose to confront your thoughts and explore the depths of your emotions and thinking, the body actually switches on genes in our nervous system, which builds new proteins. And those proteins are the building blocks for new structures in your brain. In other words, in the most physical of senses, at a, at a biological level, much of you is yet to be built. But it only gets built when it's called, in, it only gets called into being, and it only gets built when you explore and examine yourself. In other words, if you not reveal yourself to others, you cannot reveal yourself to yourself. And if we are mature, we must place ourselves in places where we can know and be known. If we want to grow together, we must reveal ourselves to each other by sharing life together, which, of course, means taking time to be together. And then when we are together, taking time to share with each other about life and where we find ourselves. It means sharing life together as a community and a family. That's one of the ways in which we grow up. Because you don't want to be sharing yourself with somebody who has not learned to equip and edify you. You don't want to be sharing all yourself with somebody who is just going to tell you what you can't do and where you've not been and what's not right. You don't want to be sharing about yourself with somebody who doesn't carry the same vision and values for the future that you carry, because that's not going to be helpful to you at all. But hopefully, as we share and as we reveal ourselves to others in a place where we understand they are on that same journey and we are learning to love one another in that place, then we can hopefully grow Every pair, every person here, every person online, every person that we call family is a gift. You are all a gift. It's not about a few special gifts, but about a special gift doing their part. And that part might mean showing up. That part might mean committing to be present in both body and mind, and not for our own sake, but because we understand we are a gift, and we don't want to deny people the gift that we are. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we all woke up on Sunday morning and went, goodness me, I feel a bit rough, but I don't want to deny somebody the gift that I am this morning. So I'm going to get myself there. Wouldn't that be a nice place to be? But of course, that would mean giving of yourself and potentially not getting anything back. And you probably don't understand the cultural barriers you have to bust through to get there. Because very few places on the earth do we think like that. And very few places on the earth are we co- encouraged to be like that. And of course we're all different and so it won't look the same for anybody because you are uniquely you. But that's the whole point. Because you are uniquely you, that's why you are a gift. Because you see the world different to me. And you interact with the world different to me. And you see things that I don't see that I probably need to see. And you say things the way I different to I say them, and you see it completely differently. And so again, when I, when I say the gift that you are, I'm not talking about your gift to play the guitar or make good coffee. I mean, the gift you are as a person. The gift you are because you are here, and you are present. Because when you are present, you bring the gift that is you. And we need that gift to be brought so it can be received. Because there are things you can do in people's lives that I cannot there are ways you've got saying things that will just drop in somebody's spirit. I don't have. There are ways you can just smile at somebody that can make their day that my smile just will It's just true, isn't it? It's just true. I'd love to think that I could smile at everybody and everything will be all right, but it don't work like that. And it's not meant to work like that because it's not meant to be that I can smile at everybody and it's all, all right. It's meant to be we smile at everybody and we are all all right. Every pair, on the lookout for who it can receive from, and who it can learn from, and who it can grow with and alongside. And of course, the whole the whole point of doing that is so we can grow, grow individually and corporately. Why do we want to grow? Well, because I refuse to keep what I have for me. That's why we want to grow. I, I've received a revelation. A revelation. Of Jesus that's brought me freedom, life, and liberty, and I want to share it. Thank you, Steve. I'm glad you agree. But I want people who are living in hopelessness to be given hope, people that are trapped in religious garbage being set free to experience the reality of Jesus. People who don't know there is people who don't know there is a Jesus who saves and redeems, becoming aware of Him and meeting Him. And of course, it happens through you and it happens through me. And we've summed all that up in those three words: restore, to restore. When we changed to the CIO, we called the CIO Restored to Restore. But, but it is Restored to Restore. It's a three-word vision, not a one-word vision. It's not just about being restored. It's not just about having a nice time, finding a family. Oh, this is all lovely. Okay, that's wonderful, but that's not enough. That's not enough. It's wonderful if it can happen. And I love being a part of seeing people released and set free. But this is a vision of three words, not one. It's not just about people being restored. It's about being restored so you can go and restore others. And I think for me, it's time to shift the emphasis on the to restore bit. Okay, no, we are not just here to have a nice time. We are not just here to enjoy being together. We are here to go and change a dying world that is more dead than it's ever been. I don't know whether you've noticed, but it seems. Dead that been. In whichever sphere you want to look at and think about, it's not exactly wonderful, is it? And so those two things, restoring others, whether that be continuing to restore each other and encourage each other, or whether it be restoring those who are not yet a part of our family, those are two of the focuses, foci, focuses, whatever the word is, as we move forward because it's time now it's time it's time to take what we've received and it's time to share it bigger and wider it's time to share it more regularly with each other it's time to share it more regularly with people who don't yet know him it's time to share it regularly with people who do know him and at different places but it's time now it's time. It's time to sit down by a well and see who turns up and offer him living water. It's time to run and tell the village, as she does, about a man who told me everything I ever knew. It's time now. And so there's a number of things we're going to do. T- I'm going to tell you about Sundays and, and one other thing we're going to share, and we're going to do some different stuff midweek as well, um, just to kind of really focus in on these things.